0: Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. When will things ever get back to normal? When will I be able to see loved ones again and worship like I used to, work like I used to, be able to socialize like I used to, have meals with friends like I used to, be able to go around in my normal routines like I used to? Have you had those questions in 2020? Well, realize that those are the same questions the ancient Israelites had when they were suffering in exile. And this week the Catholic Church is inviting all of us to enter into that experience of ancient Israel, Israel in exile, Israel away from the temple, Israel in Babylon longing for God to come and set things right. That's what the great season of Advent is really all about. Advent's the season of expectation, longing, and hope. And this week, I know we got Thanksgiving on the horizon here, but after all the turkey and uh, after all the celebrations of Thanksgiving, the church is focusing our attention on the four great weeks of Advent where we enter into that yearning for the coming of the Messiah. You know, I I think in these... Trouble times, you know, especially as there's been more school closings, more shutdowns, and governors trying to cancel Thanksgiving and all. You know, many of us can just be a little discouraged. What's it going to be like over the next several months? I know there's this vaccine and there's hope that things may be better, but it, it might be a long while. Well, we want to place our hope in in the proper place. Our hope is not found. In Washington, it's not found in, in what Dr. Fauci says. It's not found in the, the media and, and all. No, no, no. Our real hope is found in Jesus Christ. And the Catholic Church is inviting us these weeks of Advent to stay focused, focused on what matters most. And what I want to do today is I want to share with you one prophecy from that period of ancient Israel so we can enter into their experience and then see how God's inviting us to to draw closer to Him and put our hope in Him and find great peace and confidence in Him in our own troubled times today. So welcome to the All Things Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Edward Sri, and As always, I always give a a warm welcome to any of the new listeners that are joining us here, especially those in the Holy Land. Uh, I was so blessed to be able to be with a group of young adults, young adult Christians in Galilee, about a hundred of them gathering together. They have an amazing community of faith. Uh, It it was the first time, it it was obviously, uh, I was supposed to be there in person this last week uh, as I was leading a pilgrimage and I was going to visit this group, but we obviously had to do it online given all that's going on. But it was the first time I've ever had a talk translated into Arabic. <laughs> Many of them spoke English, but uh, they were translating it into Arabic. And I remember the the, the person hosting it, he, he opened up with a Hail Mary in Arabic, and it was just so beautiful. Do you ever get a chance? Just go online and search Hail Mary in Arabic. It's just very beautiful. So uh, pray for all the Christians in the Holy Land, especially these young, faithful, dynamic Christians. I can't wait to get to meet them in person, uh, uh, hopefully in 2021, if were able to get back there then. Uh, another great blessing this last week was being able to do a marriage prep session for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Beth and I were able to do that together, working with a lot of young couples there online. So thank you to all of them for having us. Uh, thank you to the Knights of Columbus group in Surprise, Arizona. I was with them as well as the Missionaries of Charity Sisters, the novices from North America, South America and Central America. I was able to do a, a, a class for a couple of days for their formation. And I got to do that one in person. That was such a blessing, such a delight to be able to pray with the sisters, go to mass with the sisters. And uh, we, we were walking through the infancy narratives, getting ready for Advent, in fact, uh, with these novices. So ple- please pray for all of them and their formation as they prepare their hearts for their vocation, which is to satiate the thirst of Jesus, his thirst for souls, especially in prayer and in the poorest of the poor. If I had to pick just one biblical prophecy from the Old Testament that brought us right into the heart of Advent... I think it would be the one I'm going to share with you tonight. It comes from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. And as I mentioned, this prophecy really has a lot of parallels to maybe what we're going through today. And I would argue that what Israel was facing was far worse than what we're we're experiencing today. But I think there's still some parallels here. So let me give the background of the prophecy here. I'm going to read it to you from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. So, what is this idea of a branch coming out of the stump of Jesse? Who's Jesse? What is this all about? Well, first of all, I want you to know the background. Uh, the Davidic kingdom—that was David was the founding king of this great dynasty for for Israel—and it was a glorious kingdom for many many years. Uh, that kingdom was symbolized by a tree and the idea was that uh, all the nations of the earth would come and find shelter in this tree and, and so it was the glorious tree symbolizing the Davidic kingdom, well, Jesse is the father of David. So when you read in this prophecy of Isaiah that this beautiful tree is reduced to a stump, the stump of Jesse, that's a shocking image. So if the the glorious tree was symbolizing the Davidic kingdom and now you see it's just a stump, what does that mean? Well, it'd be kind of like if you know, I don't know, in our Catholic world, maybe one of our images of Catholicism is the Vatican or St. Peter's Basilica. And all of a sudden we had an image of St. Peter's, you know, blown up in the, the massive dome, which is the biggest dome in all the world was, was cut off. You'd go, oh no, something terrible happened to the Vatican, to the Catholic church. It might symbolize some great destruction, right? Well, this idea of the tree being reduced to a stump symbolizes the tragic event of what happened. In 586 BC, when Babylon invaded Jerusalem, destroyed the city, destroyed the temple, destroyed the dynasty, from that point on, there would be no king ruling over the Jews for almost 600 years until the coming of Christ. Jesus would be the first son of David to rule as king ever since uh, the time of David. So this idea of a stump of Jesse points to the tragic events in, in that period of 586 BC, uh, the destruction of the temple, the end of the dynasty, and it was then that the people were carried off to Babylon, and they were slaves in Babylon. So you can imagine the people of that time wondering, when will we ever go back to our land? When will our lives ever get back to normal? We want to be able to be able to worship God like we used to in, in the house of the Lord, in the temple, and 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 we want to just get our lives back to normal, and they're just not able to. You can imagine their incredible suffering in that time, and they're wondering, but God promised to be with us. He promised to be with our king. He promised to, that we could worship him in this this holy house of, of of the temple in Jerusalem, and we're far away from that temple. That temple's been destroyed. It, it, where is God in the midst of all of this? And so in the midst of all their suffering... Isaiah gives them a prophecy that they can take to heart when they go into Babylon, and it would give them hope. And the prophecy is that, yes, it looks like this great dynasty has come to an end. It looks like everything, everything that was loved and familiar with in Israel is now just gone. The kingdom has been reduced to a stump. It looks really bad, but there's hope because from the stump of Jesse, there shall come forth a branch. A branch is going to come out of its roots. The shoot's going to come out of the stump of Jesse. The idea is that God has not abandoned his people. Yes, they're suffering. Yes, they, they've lost a lot. But God is still with the kingdom. He's still with the dynasty, and the Davidic line has continued. The line of the kings has continued. That there is this line, even though all of the, there's no king ruling on the throne. The sons of David are passing on that royal authority from one son to the next, to the next, to the next, throughout the generations. It's lying dormant. It's kind of like in Lord of the Rings. Do you remember Aragorn was he? He was the descendant of the great king, the great kings of Gondor, uh, and in the story. He but he's like a lonely ranger. He's just out in the in the wilderness, and he you know he's not able to go advertise. Hey, I'm a I, I'm a son of one of the kings because he knows, and then that would attract the wrong sort of attention, and he'd be killed. Uh, but eventually, the whole point of, uh, of the of the story is that he eventually will become the great king again. It's the return of the king, and I think Tolkien's definitely drawing upon this imagery. In fact, the symbol for the king of Gondor is the white tree. So even tree imagery, uh, Tolkien knowing these biblical passages. I'm sure just instinctively is drawing upon this idea. So, the point I want to make here, though, is in Isaiah, there's hope that the line of the kings has continued. And eventually, this branch coming out of the stump of Jesse, this branch is going to, there's going to be a blossoming at the end of that shoot, at the end of that branch. It's going to be the Messiah. The spirit of the Lord will come upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of power and might, Isaiah goes on to say. And there's going to be great things that happen when eventually this new anointed one, the Messiah, the king comes. Uh, the, The wolf will lie down with the lamb. There's going to great peace. Uh, The nations are going to be full full of the knowledge of the Lord. In verses 9 and 10, it tells us, in that day, the root of Jesse, Jesse, in that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a sign to the peoples. Him shall the nations seek. So the idea is that the nations are going to come and seek this great king. Well, When we think about this great prophecy, I want you to know that there was great hope around the branch, the messianic branch, that the ancient Israelites, while they were in exile, knew that one day, even though it looks like the Davidic kingdom has been reduced to a stump, the Davidic line is continuing. It's lying dormant, but it's continuing and eventually there will be the return of the king. And that king will be that righteous branch. Well, later prophets picked up on this imagery that Isaiah laid the foundations for. Like Jeremiah mentions it a couple times. Jeremiah 23.5 and Jeremiah 33.15 gives hope for the great branch, the the son of David that will come to rule again, the return of the king. Zechariah, the prophet Zechariah does the same thing. Zechariah chapter 3 verse 8 and chapter 6 verse 12. He, he, He talks about this righteous branch that's going to sit on a throne, he's going to reunite the people again. So this whole prophecy, uh, this whole theme of of the branch is found in multiple prophecies in the Old Testament and Matthew brings it all together because in Matthew chapter 2 verse 23, the Gospel of Matthew notes something significant about where Jesus is raised. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, but he grows up in the small town of Nazareth, and Matthew picks up on, oh, isn't that fitting? Because the word Nazareth is rooted in it. It, it sounds very similar to the Hebrew word for branch, Netzar. It's as if Nazareth, Netzareth, is. is it almost sounds like the word branch. It's kind of like Branch Town. Well, isn't it fitting? Matthew's saying, uh, isn't it fitting that that. Jesus, the Messiah is born in branch town (laughs) in the town that sounds like branch. Uh, isn't it fitting that he is the branch from Isaiah, from Jeremiah, from Zechariah. He's the branch that, that, that is at the end of this line of the Kings. He's the return of the King, the stump of Jesse. It looked like it was reduced to a stump, but the branch came out and here's the blossoming of the Messiah in Jesus Christ. So this is the whole tradition of Advent. Advent's all about entering into that longing of Israel for the coming of the Messiah, for the coming of that branch. In fact, there's one of the traditions that we have in our Catholic faith during the Advent season is the Jesse tree, where you make a little tree or you decorate your Christmas tree with little symbols from the Old Testament of figures like Noah and his Ark and Abraham and Moses and the Ten Commandments, David and his harp. You you decorate your tree with many images of the Old Testament as you move and progress through through the season of Advent, as you're remembering the promise God made in Isaiah 11 about the branch coming out of the stump of Jesse. So it's called a Jesse tree to remember that great prophecy from Isaiah chapter 11. That might be something you can consider doing, putting up your Christmas tree here at the beginning of Advent, but not decorating it, not putting all the lights up and everything like you would for a full Christmas thing, but maybe making it more of an Advent tree, a a Jesse tree, if you will, and decorating it with little symbols from the Old Testament stories and heroes as you're walking through salvation history and getting closer and closer to those prophecies being fulfilled. Well, These are just some of the uh, little things we could be thinking about in the Advent season. But I I think there's a lot of application in our own times, in our own times of trouble. It's like we are the the people walking in darkness. We could feel, when is this darkness ever going to end? When will our lives get back to normal? Well, ultimately, our lives will never get back to normal. And I'm not talking about pre-COVID normal. I'm talking about our lives fully sanctified. Because of original sin, most of us are going to spend all of our lives with a certain kind of exile from God. We will have areas, crevices in our soul that are separated from him because of our weakness, our sin, our pride, our selfishness. It, most of us is probably going to take into purgatory before uh, we're, we're, we're completely transformed. But we all have a certain exile from God, and that's what matters most, that's what we want to really go after, that, and we want to put our hope in Jesus, the branch, the Messiah, for him to come and heal us, uh, and, and he's the one that's going to restore all things. Now, in this Advent season, there's a couple things we want to do, and I know we can be easily distracted with all that's going on in politics or all that's going on with the virus and all, but we've got to stay focused on what really matters most because there are special graces awaiting us in the Advent season. They only come in this season. Special graces to help prepare our hearts to welcome Jesus more fully each year in the Christmas season. So think of these special graces as kind of like seeds that that, that we want to grow. Or think of them maybe even better. They're, they're like a branch uh, that, that we want to grow so that Jesus blossoms. In our souls more profoundly in this season. So don't miss the season of Advent. So think about the things you want to do. What are some of the key things you want to do every Advent? You want to sacrifice first of all, some kind of sacrifice. Make a penance. And I know you may be think, Wait, I thought this is Advent. You just do a penance in in Lent. Well, think about what color does the priest wear? What are the vestments? In, in the season of Advent it's purple the same color as in Lent it brings to mind this connection that Advent is a penitential season it's not as somber as Lent is uh, there's a touch of there's a tone of joy throughout the Advent season as well but but it is still a penitential season we're entering into that period of Israel longing for the coming of the Messiah so that's why a Catholic practice, every Catholic should make some kind of sacrifice. Give up something, give up your favorite food, your favorite drinks, sweets, whatever it is, make some little sacrifice. And, you know, when you get to great feast days like the Immaculate Conception and Our Lady of Guadalupe and maybe St. Nicholas Day, maybe you celebrate more on those days, but but have some kind of sacrifice as you that you carry throughout those days of Advent. Every Catholic should do that. Second thing every Catholic should do is have some kind of devotion. Maybe you take a little time for prayer, uh, extra prayer each day. Maybe you try to stop by the chapel. Uh, maybe you you try to read from scripture. Uh, something that you're doing a little extra devotion. I'm going to give you a couple recommendations if you're looking for some kind of devotion to do during the Advent season, I think one great thing is what I just did with the Missionaries of Charity. We walked through line by line the infancy narratives, those stories of Christ's infancy, so we can write those stories on our heart during the four weeks of Advent so that we can enter into Christmas more fully. And those those infancy narratives are found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapters 1 and 2, and the Gospel of Luke, chapters 1 and 2 be a beautiful thing just to read those slowly, maybe read them both, like, read them both, like, once or twice or three times, four times during the Advent season. So check that out, Luke 1 and 2 and Matthew 1 and 2. If you're looking for a resource, I have actually a book that I wrote called The Advent of Christ. It comes with daily biblical reflections on those infancy narratives. So if you're looking for a book to kind of guide you through it, to help you unpack the meaning of those stories of Christ's birth and who's who are the shepherds who are the magi what was mary going through what was joseph doing uh who is john the baptist and elizabeth and all the different characters the shepherds you know all the all the different characters in that in, in, in the story of the nativity uh that's what that book does it unpacks it you know in small little doses for daily reflection so you can check that out the advent of christ i'll put that in the show notes as well finally last thing if you're looking for some traditions you can use for your family, if you're raising kids and uh, you want to bring some Advent traditions into your home, check out the podcast that I did last year. So, so it was the beginning of Lent or Advent last year, December 3rd, 2019. It's called 10 Family Advent Traditions. So December 3rd, 2019, you can check out that show. We'll put that in the show notes as well. I hope this has been helpful for you to focus on what matters most in this great season. So if you have any questions, reach out to me on social media. And I want to really ask if if you don't follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, I want to invite you, follow me there. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm trying to build up my presence on social media. I'd appreciate that. And you can always reach me there if you have any questions. Thanks so much for listening and God bless.